The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome back to the voice. Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to continue our conversation in reviewing the big happenings in Q3 2020. Joining us again is Kathy Brown, a senior SEO manager at Searchmetrics, and we're also joined by Tyson Stockton, who's a VP of services for Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. And yesterday, Kathy and I talked about some of the changes with Google, including the updates, the indexing issues, and their addition of licensing badges in Google Images. It was a great episode, so if you didn't hear it, I highly recommend going back and giving it a listen. And today, Kathy, Tyson, and I are going to talk about some of the technical changes that we saw in Q3 2020. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right. Here's the second part of my conversation, reviewing Q3 2020 with Kathy Brown and Tyson Stockton from Searchmetrics. Tyson, Kathy, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Good to be here. Thank you, Ben. Feels like it's like I never left. Tyson, we <laughs> talked yesterday evening. It's now tomorrow morning. Always good to chat with you again. Kathy, we just finished talking. Man, the episode is going to be published for people listening yesterday and now it's today. I'm confused already. Let's get into talk about SEO. Look, there were some pretty significant technical changes that happened in Q3 off the top of my head. You know, we saw changes with Web Vitals, some shipping details, Chrome 85 and their security policy. Let's break them down one by one. Tell me what happened with Web Vitals. Why is that important and what happened in Q3? Well, I think it's what hasn't happened with Web Vitals. The other two are definitely things that happened in Q3. 
Web Vitals was announced actually very close to Q3, kind of at the beginning of Q3. It's just I know that we've covered Web Vitals in this podcast before. And when Google announced it, they told us that they would give us six months notice when it actually would become a ranking factor. And just to recap, Core Web Vitals is going to be part of this Uber or aggregate page experience ranking factor that includes things such as mobile friendliness and whether your site is secure, among other things. So we are still waiting for that announcement that Google will tell us what date that the new page experience ranking factor will come into force. So we're still waiting on that. But what I thought would be interesting just to chat about is it's been a couple months since the announcements. And of course, after the announcement, we've been working with clients to kind of figure out, well, is your site okay with the Core Web Vitals or your site have more work it needs to be done? And just to mention, the Google tools such as Google Lighthouse and Google Page Experience These tools have all been updated, so it's pretty easy to find information about your page's performance with the Core Web Vitals. And of course, there is now a report in Google Search Console. So Kathy, tell me why this is interesting. You know, we've had this focus on speed for quite a while. So, you know, we've all become familiar with Google Lighthouse. We've all learned that it isn't just about how long it takes your page to load. It's also about how long it takes before something starts painting on the screen and how long it takes before something's interactive. So it's all been about speed. Speed, 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 which of course is important because the slower your site is, the more likely you are to lose your visitor and they won't take that action such as clicking on a button or buying your product. But now that we're looking at these Core Web Vitals, we suddenly now are looking at things like CLS, cumulative layout shift, which is a measure of how much the page jumps around as it's rendering or painting or when you interact with it. And, you know, I've seen a lot of sites have issues with CLS and that's kind of a new thing. And so that's what I'm finding interesting is that it's not just about speed. It's also about the holistic page experience you have when you visit the site. So I feel like speed is the table stakes that if you don't have a certain benchmark, if you're not able to have your page load in a reasonable amount of time, obviously Google's going to punish you because their search engine isn't going to function. They're going to drop somebody off on a page that doesn't get loaded and then people are going to move on. Now we're thinking about, okay, it's not just speed, but also experience once you're landing. How is that different than what was happening before and how is Web Vitals helping us understand the combination of speed and also functionality. Yeah, I mean, previously, you know how it is. If it's not important for us, yeah, we didn't focus on it. So previously, we didn't care whether... Well, we might have cared from a UX perspective. As SEOs, we didn't really care whether the page jumped around, which is actually kind of an annoying problem on many sites. So that's the CLS metric. So Core Web Vitals is LCP, largest content full paint, CLS, which is cumulative layout shift. So it's a measure of how much the page shifts around. I mean, just to give an example of this, I was looking at a page another day, the page paints, 
And then a little bit later on, a bunch of social media icons are being added to it. And then suddenly everything below those social media icons shifted down. And if you're about to click on a button and it sort of shifts out from under you, that's really annoying. So that's what Google wants people to help fix. And then the final core metric is FID, first input delay. And that's just a measure of how quickly the page becomes interactive for you to be able to use. And to be honest, I haven't seen that many sites with big problems with FID. It's really been the first two. Okay, so let's talk about some of the other technical changes that have happened in Q3. I know that there was some changes to shipping details. What happened and how is this affecting search? Yeah, what happened is back in May, new properties were added to the offer schema. So the schema, of course, is what we use in our structured data markup on pages that can result in rich snippets in the SERPs. Then, you know, today, if you go and look for a product, you maybe you search for, you know, digital camera, you know, a specific type, you can sometimes see price ranges, you can see those rating stars, you can see whether it's in stock or not. That information is coming from structured data markup that's placed on the page by your developers. And what is new that got rolled out in May is a property called shipping details that you add to the offer schema, which is part of the product schema. And there's quite a bit of properties that have been added. I mean, you can specify things like, what is the shipping rate? Like how much the shipping cost? You can set it to zero to say it's free shipping. You can specify transit time, delivery time. And for all of these, you can actually do it per region. So you could actually set a bunch of different shipping time, shipping rate, transit time, delivery time, all those properties you get with this new schema. You can do it per region. So you can set something different for, let's say, France versus the US. And the reason I think this is important is I think this kind of markup is going to start showing up in the rich snippets. I mean, wouldn't it be cool to know how much you have to pay for shipping before you even click through? That's why I think it's important. I think Google's going to start surfacing some of this information in the rich snippets. It's interesting. You know, I think that this is important not only because there's more data that will show up in search, but also from a competitive standpoint where the big selling proposition and one of the major reasons why Amazon has dominated e-commerce for the last few years is the simplicity of the product experience. Everybody knows what they're getting when it comes down to shipping in terms of delivery time and also cost. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. 
Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Tyson, I'm going to turn this one over to you. Do you see an impact in terms of competition between Amazon and Google? What's the rationale behind Google wanting to launch these new shipping features? I think you you nailed it with making the comparison with Amazon. We know that Google has increasingly feeling the the pressure that Amazon's brought. And depending on which reports you read, some even claim that more actual purchasing decisions are now starting on Amazon rather than Google. So Google's been feeling this pressure. And as we've moved through this pandemic, I think it's even increased the stakes a bit. So to me, this more technical implementation or update for like the schema markup for shipping really relates back to Google's larger e-commerce strategy. And I think it also ties into things that they've been doing, like rolling out Google Shopping as a free listings, not just in the US market now, but across globally. So we see that they've expanded the shipping pieces. They've made more free listings, which in my opinion, is more of a way to increase their inventory and their data set that then they're able to serve. But then they're also adding on other features to this that makes them more competitive in the e-commerce standpoint. So they certainly have a lot of work ahead with Amazon's head start. But I think all these individual pieces that are all within the e-commerce umbrella kind of shows Google's hand a little bit that they know and they recognize that this is going to be even more significant than in the past and they're needing to make those adjustments. It makes sense to me that you know Web Vitals prioritizing site speed and experience. It makes sense to me that Google is prioritizing shipping details and e-commerce. It's also not surprising that they're focused on security. Kathy, let's bounce this back to you. Talk to me a little bit about what happened with Chrome 85 and their stricter security policies. Yeah, so it's a security, but it's also a privacy thing. So Chrome 85, which I believe went out in August 2020, it has a new default referral policy. So the default used to be that... So let's just say what a referrer is. Let me just explain that really quick. So a referrer is just like you were on a website and then you clicked on a link to go to another website. That The analytics for that other website, you can see the referrer. You can see where the visitor came from and you get the full URL under the old scheme. What's happened is that by default, and these defaults can be overridden, but I'm kind of wondering how many people are actually going to do that. So the default now is to only show the origin in the referral string that's coming over when the second website gets the visitor. And by origin, that's just the domain. So instead of getting the full URL, so domain.com slash red-shoes-whatever, You only see the actual domain, not the full URL. So you're going to just see less information in your analytics because this policy is going to limit 
that refer information just to the domain that sends you the traffic. Do you know if UTM codes are being stripped out? Are they just allowing the URL string or will you be able to see some of the more advanced tracking that's included in the URL string, like what channel, source, medium, some of the other things marketers are doing to understand what's driving their traffic? Well, I mean, the source is a referral. So the source is the website. For other channels, whether it's paid or organic, this wouldn't be really a factor. It's really in the case where you're actually getting the traffic from other websites because someone had clicked on a link on that website to send the traffic over to you. As far as the UTM codes, that's an excellent question. I think that those would be stripped out as well, but I don't know for a fact. But I believe, given what I've read, those are not going to show up as well. Yeah, it's interesting. Not only are we losing the amount of data, but we're also potentially losing some granularity and your ability to track whether your marketing campaigns are performing is going to be hindered as well. So Kathy, go on. Why is this important? Why is this interesting? Obviously, Google is prioritizing privacy and potentially impacting not only the SEOs, but marketers as well by providing them with less data. How do you think about the reason and the impact of this change? Yeah, I just see it as a larger trend that we've seen for many years. I mean, those of us who've been in the biz for a little while may remember the whole not provided thing. It used to be you could go to Google Analytics and you could see all your keywords. And yes, admittedly, you could get your keywords from Google Search Console, but it wasn't quite as exact as Google Analytics. And just to remind people who don't remember, in 2011, I believe it was actually November 2011, That's when Google announced, oh, yeah, we're just going to start not showing you what keywords resulted in traffic for your website. I remember quite distinctly, they say, oh, yeah, it's only going to impact about 10% of your traffic. Well, you go on any modern website today and take a look at it. It's like it's all not provided. (laughs) There's very few keywords in your Google Analytics. I think the other thing is HTTPS everywhere. Google's been pushing that for a really long time, trying to get everybody to use HTTPS. I suspect that kind of originated with some of the Gmail hacks that they had back several years ago. And they put Gmail under HTTPS and then they kind of encouraged everybody else. And then I think the industry jumped in with the whole let's encrypt. So it's a lot easier to have an HTTPS website than it was just a few years ago. So I just see this as the last modification of a larger trend that Google has been on for quite some time. Yeah, it's not surprising that Google is prioritizing speed, prioritizing e-commerce, and like I said, prioritizing privacy. Three trends that we've seen happening for a while, also happening even more, also continuing to happen in Q3 2020. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Kathy Brown and Tyson Stockton from Search Metrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Kathy or Tyson, you can find links to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes, or you could visit their company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 